Hi, everyone. I'm Anita Lustria, and for many years I did live radio. Then I transitioned to the podcast world where I feel I found my home. I love talking about spiritual formation, justice issues, and spiritual practices. Throw in the Enneagram, movies, and current events from time to time, and that's what you get on the podcast. I'm glad you've come along for the ride. Welcome to Faith Conversations. Welcome to Faith Conversations, everyone. So glad that you have joined me this week, especially this week. Actually, I'm glad I have a house to be able to join you from, as Mike and I have just come through Hurricane Ian, and we are much, much more fortunate than so very many. So let me, first of all, let me welcome Mike uh, to the podcast. Um, for those of you unfamiliar, most of you would know that he's my husband, Mike Murphy, uh, former pastor, currently a spiritual director. If you're looking for a spiritual director, um, you can check out the spiritual director tab at anitalustria.com and his email address is there as well as mine. Uh, but let me just say all that and and uh, welcome you back, Mike, to the podcast. Glad to be here, Anita. Uh, it's good to be anywhere after Ian. Uh, we had a runaway and uh, seek shelter and uh, had to escape its clutches. The word but, is uh, evacuate, Mike. Evacuate. Uh, <laughs> what What did I say? Run away. <laughs> but that's pretty accurate as well, <laughs> right? <laughs> We, we ran away and evacuated. Yeah, both. And, you know, um, it's interesting because so there's several things that that are going to happen here on the podcast today. Um, one is I want to give a big shout out to the wonderful folks who um, took care of us as we evacuated. But um, we this is not our first hurricane. We've lived here in Florida now almost six years. And about five to six months after we arrived was our first hurricane experience, Hurricane Irma. I think it's interesting, the I names. You and I ought to be aware of the I names, right? Um, And so definitely um, we'll we'll get to a little bit more of this horrific storm in a moment. Um, I want to offer you some some exercises that might be helpful to you, some breath prayers, um, et cetera, some encouragement along the way. But let me say this, that unlike a tornado, which some of you live in tornado country, that is rough stuff and very frightening. I do not want to diminish that at all. Uh, But one of the things I want to say about a hurricane is unlike a tornado, we do have warning, right, Mike? Uh, Sometimes you, I mean, you don't feel like it's too much warning, but it does elevate the adrenaline as you keep hearing reports of how close it is, et cetera. I don't know if you right. want to add anything to that, but. <laughs> well, well, yes. I mean, if you watch the Weather Channel, they do a magnificent job of getting you frightened. <laughs> yes, I was waiting to hear, like, how are you going to end that sentence of getting you I frightened? I mean, they really do. I mean, they just yes. heighten it. And they just say, yes. uh, and there's more to come. Yes. We don't have it all yet, but don't tune us out. Keep on watching. Uh, now, and one now of the. Say that again. And no word from our sponsors. Yes. You know, they just kind of keep on inviting you in. Uh, and after a while, some people, I think, choose to ignore it. We didn't. I mean, we took it all very, very seriously. 
Well, and I think this might be because of our first experience. Uh, Irma was designated a, designated a Category 5 that was coming right for Sarasota, which is where we happen to live on the Gulf Coast of Florida, in case you were unaware. And in the night, we went to bed in our hurricane house, which was my aunt's house at that point in time. We went to bed in the middle of the night. That hurricane made a jog. And eventually, by the time it got to Sarasota, had uh, downgraded to a category two or one. Way one, down. one, one or tropical storm. Eventually, yeah. tropical storm. So, you know, so the thing you do have to pay attention to is the track of the hurricane, which this one had a very wide track and they had a hard time pinpointing exactly where it was going to be originally right at Tampa, which um, would have been uh, catastrophic. Um, not that it's not catastrophic where it did land because absolutely it has been. Um, but of course, is there, yeah. So, so the track was hard and it kept moving further East, which meant further South of the coast on the coast of Florida. So then it was straight at Sarasota and then it, it started going a little bit further East and and as you've watched the news, you know that it really came right in at Fort Myers. And yeah. And I learned I learned some things this time around, Mike. I don't know about you, but I learned that the south side of the hurricane, the eye wall on the south side is not the place you want to be. I guess right. that's the path of more destruction. I don't know how I did not know that before, but wow, we were on the north side and there's still plenty of destruction here in Sarasota. Yes. Yeah, there was a lot that went on, but not nearly what happened in, uh, you know, uh, Port Charlotte, Fort Myers, Naples. I mean, some of those places just got hammered. And, and you've uh, seen the Sanibel Island pictures, you know, the, right. the bridge going to the island is out. So, and most of the homes are, maybe even 100% of the homes are, are destroyed. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Now, somebody might say, well, why did you, why did you evacuate? Uh, uh yeah. One of the primary reasons was we live in a manufactured home, mm -hmm. in a manufactured home community, and a Cat 5, Cat 4 hurricane in a manufactured home don't play well together. No, they don't. And ours is an older home, 1975 home, so we're prob we're okay for a tropical storm, but you know, you don't want to go much beyond that. The newer manufactured homes are supposed to be up to a Category 3. We did have some people with newer homes in our community who did stay, and we're okay. Right. Um, but we evacuated. And I will say there, it's always that scary moment when you drive back after we had been evacuated in our friend's home for two nights, Tuesday, early evening through Thursday morning. Um, when you drive back into your community and you start approaching your home and yes. wondering, will it be there or what will the damage be right. uh, pretty sure there'll be some damage and to our utter shock miraculously our home sustained zero damage well mike what you would say a downspout fell off that's right. zero damage <laughs> yes yeah but, and unfortunately a hundred i think it's 104 homes in our community out of 600 there's some pretty significant damage yeah yeah, and one and one of the problems for people, a lot of them, the damaged homes belong to snowbirds, and they haven't even come down here yet. Right. 
also to get insurance on a manufactured home is nigh into impossible. Mm-hmm. You can't get it for its worth. Right. You get usually a forty or fifty thousand dollar policy, but that doesn't. Well, that's help. That's helpful, but a lot of people didn't even have that. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, how people are going to handle this. The cleanup right. has begun, and uh, yeah, it's, it was scary. I mean, I think the thing about this and Nita, it was just so relentless. It just didn't stop. The wind was constant, and yes. it was uh, really, it was really, really scary. Uh, and then there was kind of an adrenaline um, fatigue. Uh, that began to set in because you were kind of on high alert all the time. So I will say this, that for five years ago, Hurricane Irma, that adrenal fatigue lasted uh, a good three weeks. It was hard. I mean, just so fatigued, exhausted, having to take naps. It didn't help that with Hurricane Irma, we were without power for a week. So I think of the people who are still without power, who will be without power long-term that is incredibly difficult, especially when you're in a warmer climate. Right. Um, very, very difficult. So we did not lose power at our home. Also, rather shocking and miraculous. Um, but many lost power and still have, and you know they've done much work to the uh, to the electronic grid here in uh, in Florida. Done some great work. But you know, w- with a storm like this, you cannot help but have loss of power. One of the other issues too was, uh, I think there were over 1500 cell towers that were destroyed and downed because of the storm. So, um, Wi-Fi, and even if you had unlimited data, didn't really matter. You, there are just too many people trying to, uh, communicate and use, uh, the internet, et cetera, both for work and for, uh, trying to get in touch with loved ones and, Lots of emails and texts just never made it through, and uh, and you kind of you finally did give up. Uh, what now? What I should say is um, this isn't just a hurricane report. There's there's more to this podcast than that. But you know, the week that a hurricane is coming, we knew we had to evacuate on Tuesday of last week, and um, th- that was interesting because I had a podcast scheduled that I was recording on Tuesday. I had another one I was going to record on. Wednesday and another one I was going to record on Thursday. I actually had two on Tuesday and one on Wednesday. So um, I had to cancel all of those podcasts. <laughs> and uh, so, Mike, you are always the good sport to come on board and be part of a podcast with me. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, you really don't give me much choice. But that- <laughs> Well, what's sad is I hear from people all the time. When are you going to have Mike on again? And I keep you as my, you know, my, my backup in the bullpen or, or in the dugout, whichever that is. I don't know. Whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so I'm not sure why I do that, but, um, but let me just say, I came across this, this little book, um, that, uh, you know, it just came out in August, actually it's by Jennifer Tucker. It's called breath as prayer. And I loved the subtitle, Calm Your Anxiety, Focus Your Mind, and Renew Your Soul. Well, Hurricane, Breath as Prayer, Calm Your Anxiety. I didn't even have to read any more of the subtitle after Calm Your Anxiety. And so I, I started thumbing through the table of contents and came across a, a number of these breath prayers that I thought 
number one, were helpful to me. I knew they would be helpful for some spiritual direction clients and some friends of mine. And um, indeed, that has been the case. So I don't think I've shared any of this with you, Mike, but um, but just listen to this first one. They're all based on a, on a scripture verse. So breathe deep and know you can give the worries you're holding to the one who holds you in his hands. He is there to help you. Isaiah 41, 13 says, for I hold you by your right hand, I, the Lord, your God. And I say to you, don't be afraid. I am here to help you. So here's the breath prayer that accompanies that. Inhale, Lord, you hold my hand. Exhale, you are here to help me. Oh, breathe in, inhale. Lord, you hold my hand. Exhale, you are here to help me. Lord, you hold my hand. You are here to help me. We know that not everyone listening to this podcast has just gone through a physical weather event like the hurricane that we've been talking about, Hurricane Ian. But Mike, um, uh, guaranteed people are going through, some of them, their own personal hurricanes in their lives. And I just think that some of these scriptures and a breath prayer like that can really be encouraging and helpful. Yeah, I think I think you're right, Anita. Uh, sometimes uh, we try to figure things out too well. Uh, we ask the questions, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to my friends? Why is this happening? We don't have good, very, good, very good answers sometimes. And so often it, what we have to do is give as much as we know of ourselves on that particular day to as much as we know of God on that particular day. And a breath prayer is perfect for that. Because, I'll, you know, it, something like that, it's really kind of saying, help, Lord. Absolutely. You know, because that's really all we know of ourselves on that day. Yeah. We just need help. Yeah. And frankly, we just need a, Lord, a God that's going to come to come to our aid. Well, I think you've just set the table for this next breath prayer that I think fits in beautifully. Uh, breathe deep and know God can handle your doubts. He can calm the waves of unbelief in your soul. Mark 9, 24 reads, immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. And you probably know that fuller story. If not, you can go to Mark 9 and read that. But here's the breath prayer. Inhale. Lord, I believe. Exhale. Help my unbelief. My unbelief. Inhale. Lord, I believe. Exhale. Help my unbelief. I love that one. I've used that one actually a number of times in my life. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, Anita. There, there's uh, a lot of people that have grown up and they believe that uh, you should never go through a season of unbelief or a season of doubt. For some reason, it's just, it's, it's laid out for them that that, that, that is 
that is not a good thing. And yet, what can you do? Yeah. You start going to the season. And again, it's that, that whole thing is, this is what's happening to me. Why wouldn't I reach out to God? Mm-hmm. Well, Even in the midst of the doubts to reach out yes. and say, be here yes. with me. And you and I both have talked a lot about this in in the words of Richard Rohr. He talks about uh, this process of doubting, questioning. He talks about, you know, our beliefs have order until they don't. (laughs) And he talks about the journey of order, disorder, reorder. Right. And I love that. Um, Some use the language of deconstruction, reconstruction. But I like the three. I like that order, disorder, reorder, um, because I think that's I think that's more accurate than sometimes than the deconstruction. Sometimes with deconstruction, you end up with a pile of rubble, and yeah. you sit in it and never decide to reorder. Well, I think it's I think it's baked order, disorder, reorder is baked into creation itself. Mm. And it certainly fits with people that have gone through something as traumatic as uh, uh, this historic storm, mm-hmm. Ian, which is creating havoc on the, even further up the coast now. Right, absolutely. Uh, it, it, it itself, people had an ordered life. Mm. Ian came. Their life got disordered in some way. Right. And now they have to reorder it. Communities are doing the same thing. There was an order to their community. Some places really got hammered. There's a disorder of, you know, mammoth proportions and a reorder will come. Well, and I think culturally, politically, um, let alone spiritually and the physical world, uh, all are going through that order, disorder, hopefully reorder. (laughs) But yes, right? Yes. And some people don't know how to deal with that disorder. They just want to rush back and try to make their lives exactly the way it was before. Mm -hmm. And God might be saying, no, no, Mm -hmm. there's a reordering that needs to take place. Look at this as an opportunity. Like uh, COVID, this season, huge season that we have been through um, still is there, but in a different way today. Um, you know, I think about churches who let's just get back to the way things were back to quote normal. Well, maybe normal, whatever that was, was not the best place to go back to, to your point. I think that's a valid point. Well, let me, uh, let me share another one of these breathe deep and know that God is near when you call on him. Psalm one forty five eighteen says the Lord is near to all who call on him to all who call on him in truth. And so inhale, Lord, you are near. You are near. And exhale to all who call on you. Inhale, Lord, you are near. Exhale to all who call on you. Is that interesting? Yeah. To all who call on you kind of stands out in my head a little bit. You know, you could get very controversial stuff like that. To, but does that mean everybody? All? Everybody? Well, that's what I read here in Psalm 145, <laughs> verse 18. Not, not just not just evangelical Christians. Hmm. Could, could, 
how closely do we read scripture sometimes, right? Or how, how often do we input our personal views or what we've overtly or covertly been taught? It's interesting, yes. isn't it? Yes. You know, and it, it's interesting. Uh, you know, one of my, my spiritual practice right now is I'm reading uh, through the Gospels, and I'm going to do that uh, for quite a while. And uh, the more you read through the scripture, you more, the more you start underlining some things and you ask for questions and then about questions. There was something I was reading about uh, uh, Jesus, you know, towards the end of his life. And I was wondering who, who, who wrote, who had this information? Because it doesn't seem to be any, anyone nearby that could have observed this situation. And yet there it is in scripture. Holy Spirit. I don't know what yeah. you were going to say, but. I, well, yes. I mean, it, but what it does, here's what yeah. it does. When, when you go back and you look at it, you can look at it, it critically and, and just, and by critically, that doesn't mean you're trying to tear it apart. Yeah, but that's you true. You look at it and you go, what was familiar has become a little bit less familiar. What an invitation from God for to, to, to explore that through prayer. Yes, yes. You know, to see what's really going on. Yeah, and I, agree. I, I think that's valuable. Well, and that that's one reason I love. Lexio Divina, the spiritual practice. I lead a Lexio Divina group at my church. I periodically think about, you know, leading an online group for, for others. Um, let me know. You can email me, producer at anitalustria.com if that's something that would interest you. But um, I, I love that practice because it causes us to pay attention to scripture differently, to listen to what word or phrase elevates for us as mm -hmm. we hear it go by, to to pay attention to maybe what image comes to mind as we hear it. And then always, as we hear it go by a third or fourth time, what invitation are you hearing from God? If you're, you're not called upon to pay attention to context and, and you might know whatever is being read very well, you might know the context. Do not think about that. What are the words and phrases? What, what, elevates to you as you hear this reading. I, I love that it gets us looking at scripture differently than maybe how we grew up looking at scripture. Yes. I yeah. love that. So let, let me do another one of these uh, breath prayers. So breathe deep and know you do not suffer alone. Jesus is close when you are crushed. Psalm 34, 18 reads, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. So here's the breath prayer. Inhale. You are close to the brokenhearted. Exhale. You rescue crushed spirits. Inhale. You are close to the brokenhearted. Exhale, you rescue crushed spirits. I know there's someone listening who is brokenhearted right now and struggling. And I just want to say, God is close to the brokenhearted. Yes. Hmm. You know, Anita, I, I was struck uh, after we uh, looked at our home and we did, we rode around and took a little tour of our 
neighborhood and we just saw people, uh, some just crying, um, uh, just looking like they were lost, just kind of almost pacing up and down their street because they, their, their spirits were crushed, their dream had been busted. They, you know, all of this had happened. And that there's part of it that might, you know, for, for these folks, did they, did they know enough that, that they can reach out to the Lord at a time like this? Yeah. It, it, and, uh, and, and I'm not sure a lot, of, a lot of them did. I'm sure some did, but just to sit and say, okay, Lord, mm -hmm. I'm out of my league right now. You mm -hmm. know, I'm extended way beyond my skill set. What can you be here for me? Can you rescue me? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes a, a difficult time also reveals our network of friends or our lack of network that we it have. You know? And that's hard too. Um, that happened to me when I went through a divorce. I realized I had no one to talk to about it. And I, I write about this in um, what women tell me, uh, I went over and knocked on a neighbor's door, a woman I waited at the bus stop with, with our kids. And I, I said, I need to come in and talk to you. My marriage is falling apart. <laughs> can, can I talk to you? Actually, I asked the question. I didn't say I need to come in. I said, can I talk to you? <laughs> My marriage is falling apart. And she could have, I don't know what was going on inside her, maybe panic, maybe uh, no, maybe get a therapist, which I did that too. But she opened her door and invited me in. So are we in a space where we will open the door and invite others in who are in a difficult and desperate spot? Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Hey, let me, uh, let me just do one more of these. And then um, I'm going to have you pray for folks who are really struggling, whether it's again, that that real life hurricane or other emotional uh, kinds of hurricanes in life. So breathe deep and know your anxiety doesn't have to bind you in fear, but it can be a signal to turn your heart to Jesus and deep in deepen your faith as you trust in him and not in your fears. Psalm 56.3 says, when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. And actually, Steve Green, I had the, the album that he did for kids. He did a couple of them, but I used to play this album that he did of scripture verses for kids. And one of them was specifically Psalm 56, three, when I am afraid, I will trust in you, trust in you. Anyway, I love that, that child kid song that, that was written for that. So when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. Here's the breath prayer. Inhale. When I am afraid, exhale. I put my trust in you. Inhale. When I am afraid, exhale. I put my trust in you. Mm. So, Mike, as we think about this past week, and I know some people will listen to this weeks in the future, but you'll know that this was uh, around that physical hurricane of Ian that many will be rebuilding from for weeks, months. Uh, I, I don't even know how long. 
Um, but we also know those, there are some listening who have those emotional hurricanes that they are dealing with, uh, job loss, loss of relationship, loss, uh, of a friend, loss of a spouse, you know, fill in the blank, those kinds of hurricanes. And so maybe, uh, would you close our time? Just pray for both kinds of hurricanes today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just want to preface the prayer just for a minute. Brene Brown wrote once, uh, she said there's a line from Leonard Cohen's song, Anthem, uh, that serves as a reminder to me when I'm trying to control everything, mm. and make it perfect. And the line is this, there's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Yes. So Lord, uh, we're talking about all kinds of uh, things today cracks and people's expectations, their hopes, their dreams, and some of those cracks are big. Just hurt, hurts like mad, and then they just don't even know what to do. Some of the hurts are, are, are smaller. They're, they're, they're things that we inflict upon ourselves. We know what that's like, and they all reveal cracks in our veneer. It's good to be reminded that, that through those cracks, the light, the light of heaven, the light from you, O Lord, just pierces through. And that light reminds us that we're not alone, that you are there. All we have to do is open our hands, just ask and say, Lord, be with us. And he will be there. He's always there. So, Lord, uh, Thank you for this opportunity to share with people. And dear Lord, just, just be with us as we go through the rest of uh, this day and weeks ahead. Remember, Lord, that help us to remember, Lord, that sometimes that light that he that you want to crack through something, pierce through, that maybe we can be part of that light ourselves. We can bring it to people. So we pray this all in your name and all God's people said. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you. And friends, I will post the uh, a link to the Breath as Prayer book by Jennifer Tucker. I think it's could be really helpful and um, wonderful to have you with us today. And as always, keep the conversation going.